What is going on, everyone? And welcome to the first official Beginning to Live podcast, a show where we go from surviving to thriving, from broken to beautiful. My name is Ashley Zubkowska, and I am so excited to finally get started officially on this journey. Um, I think it's important to start by sharing my story. Um, And I apologize for those out there that have heard it a million times. I know I have shared it through blog posts and YouTube and all of that. And, you know, probably just from knowing me, you know my story. I'm no stranger to it. But with that being said, I still think it's important to share it now and share it to the best of my ability. I know that all of our stories is kind of like onions. We have so many layers to them. It's kind of hard to explain it all in one go. But I'm going to try to the best of my ability and explain it in a way that's relevant And I know that throughout this process, more stories will come up and more of my story will be revealed when it's appropriate and when it's needed, because I think our stories are so important to our identity for one, but just in helping others as well. I think there's so much power in our testimonies and in our stories, and we need to be open and willing and accepted and sharing those stories. I think there's no other way to begin my story than from the beginning. Uh, Really what I want to go over and share is primarily my health journey. I know that there, again, are so many layers to mine, but my health is what's brought me to this point. It is the reason for this podcast. It has shaped my entire life, and therefore that will be my focus, at least for this part of my story. And so with that being said, again, I got to start from the beginning um, because literally day one, it has not been easy Um, during my mom's pregnancy um, and delivery. There were a lot of complications. And so basically, without going too much into the gory details, uh, the umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck and my head for a long length of time, not the doctors really didn't know how long, that they told my mom that either, you know, I'm not going to make it through this this delivery, or if I do, because of how long the cord's been wrapped around my head, I'll probably have some sort of brain dra- trauma or brain damage that will affect me for the rest of my life. And while I'm here and I'm talking, so those things didn't happen, and I am so beyond blessed and thankful for that. Um, but I do believe that, that that traumatic birth definitely was a precursor for the rest of my life up until this point. I think it weakened my body um, to where I was open to more complications early on and susceptible to things happening. And so as I grew up, I kind of had the misfortune of breaking my arm just from accidentally falling out of a high chair, which of course that requires medications and lots of just, you know, things so to help with the pain, especially for a young kid, that's a lot in your system. And then throughout that time, it just seems like I got every single, you know, like bug or virus or whatever it, whatever someone could get that might be on the more mild side, I did. So whether it was like Gerardia or H. pylori or mono or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. 
I got it from when I was little to, well, till about high school. So for that reason, I was always sick, but I wasn't ill, if that makes sense. So I wasn't like classified as someone that had an illness. I was just uh, on the healthy side that got sick a lot. For that reason, you know, I continued to just live life. Uh, I was a really active kid. Um, you know, growing up, we lived in a small little mobile home for uh, most of my elementary school years. And it wasn't in the best areas. And my mom, being the angel that she is, really like watched out for us and, and took care of us. But for that reason, there was only so much we could do. But once I got into middle school, I really found my passion in sports. And I began to kind of follow that journey with basketball and just, like I said, fell in love with it and became really, really active. Again, still kind of getting sick a lot, but I kept pushing because I, I the competitive side in me and this kind of passion to, to be the best that I could be started to emerge in myself. At a young age, I kind of realized that I could do whatever I set my mind to do. And of course, those standards are kind of different when you're 13 and 14 years old, but I dedicated so much of my life to sports and academics during that time. And then shifting into my freshman year of high school, I just, I went all in and I played uh, basketball and volleyball I was captain of both those teams. I got MVP in volleyball. I went to honors classes and got straight A's in that. I was a part of leadership classes and extracurriculars. And I mean, I was just going full steam ahead because my goal was to get a full ride to an Ivy League school. And for like a 15-year-old, I was dead determined to get there. And I, I shared this part of my story just to give an idea just to give some background into into the person that I was, into the really the kid that I was pre-illness, I should say. Um, and so I really had my whole life planned out. I wanted to be the best that I could be. I wasn't necessarily sure who that person was yet since I was so young, but I was giving it my all to be that person. And to set myself up to to be successful. And in looking back now, I knew that I probably, and I know that I probably would have gotten there. But that wasn't God's plan for me. And I am grateful that that wasn't his plan for me. Because I wouldn't have been here today. I wouldn't be this person today striving to be, just striving to be a good person. Not necessarily that I'm there, but it opened my eyes to to the world and, uh, you know, going off on a tangent. I don't know if I would have been a good person had I stayed down that path because I was so determined to be successful and be someone that maybe I would have lost myself. Maybe everything that I did would have been for naught. And now, being 24 years old, probably have graduated from whatever college I would have gone to, even if I did go and play sports at a high level, where, where would I be? Would I be in the same position? Would it, you know, what, what life would I have had? Would it have been any different? Would it have been worse? And truth be told, I'll never know. That's not for me to know, but I have no regrets. So with that being said, I 
again, went into my freshman year, like guns blazing. And then um, probably the last couple months of my freshman year, I got a concussion playing basketball. And, you know, I had been hurt a lot. I was such a competitive kid, such like, believe it or not, like an aggressive player that I got hurt a ton. But it was usually like, you know, broken toe or broken finger or, you know, major bruises or it wasn't anything serious. But this concussion was pretty bad. I basically dove for a ball and one of the other teammates uh, on the other team did the exact same thing. Uh, but her whole body landed on my head and smashed my head into the the floor and I knocked out, came to and walked off the court on the other side, where uh, on the opposite side of where my team was, if that gives you any idea of where my headspace was at that time. And so it wasn't until shortly after that that things started to change. I started noticing that my concentration level was off things that just clicked before, it weren't coming as easily. My energy level was starting to shift, you know. I was constantly in sports. If it wasn't high, you know, my high school, it was club. And it just seems like I was starting to lag behind and not really comprehend everything that the coaches needed from me. I started noticing two little things like my like baby hair um, was starting to fall out and... I just kind of wasn't feeling good. I was fatigued and just wasn't really feeling great, but kind of equipped it to, you know, just being busy, having a ton on my plate. I tried really hard to just be a mellow kid, Um, didn't necessarily get stressed out too easily because things did come, you know, a lot easier for me during that time. And so I didn't have a lot necessarily to stress out about, quote unquote. So uh, I finished my freshman year. And again, those signs were there, but nothing necessarily too big to worry about and went into the summer and kind of the same thing started to see just a change in in my overall energy, my overall concentration, my overall health. But I, you know, I was practicing with varsity, I had I had these big dreams that I pushed through them. And so the whole summer I went and played volleyball and basketball and did honors like homework. I mean, I was just, I was constantly going. I didn't really have a break that summer and then went into the school year and just immediately started to digress. So I was in these, you know, upper level classes. I was playing varsity volleyball. I was pushing myself a million miles a minute, but I was not keeping up well. I started realizing that like every class, every period, I had to leave to go to the bathroom um, or had to leave just to like walk around because I felt like so it's, you know, it's hard to explain. And even now looking back, I don't necessarily know how to explain the sensations of what my body was doing during that time other than and I know it might sound dramatic, but really it, it is the truth other than the fact that my body was just shutting down and that's what I was feeling. I was feeling everything in my body starting to slowly stop functioning. And within a couple months, it, it went from me, you know, decently making it through a practice to barely making it through. I couldn't eat like before or after without, you know, like throwing up. So I so I didn't eat or drink anything. I couldn't even drink water after a while. Um, I was becoming so fatigued 
that even walking from class to class was nearly impossible. Like the only energy I could muster up was to go to the restroom in between classes because I just, I couldn't even sit through a 50 minute class. And then I would, you know, once or twice a week, call my mom to pick me up because I couldn't even make it through the day. And then like things started happening. Uh, My fingernails started to slowly decay off. I know that's disgusting, but it, it, it happened and about half of my fingernails slowly started to fall off. Again, my hair was falling out and like my comprehension level was so low that I looked at notes from that time and it made no sense. There, I couldn't even write in between the lines. Things didn't add up. I couldn't spell and it was just, it just hit me so quickly and I didn't know what to do. So of course, you know, uh, my mom took me to a doctor and what's the first thing that they said? Of course, it's that I'm just stressed out, right? I'm sure so many of you have heard that song and dance before from a doctor. You go in and explain your symptoms and they say it's just stress. But this being the first time and obviously being 15 years old, I didn't take it personally. But I was kind of confused because even though all this was happening and I was confused and in pain, I wasn't stressed. I was just, my body was reacting in a way that I had never felt before. But the doctor recommended that I go see a psychologist. So we did because it's like, okay, I, you know, you kind of, you trust in the doctors, right? That's what they're there for. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe it's like a different form of stress. I didn't think I was stressed out, but I really am. So, you know, went to the doctor or went to the psychologist. And I mean, within the first visit, he, you know, is talking to me and he goes to my mom and he's like, she's not stressed out. There is, it's hundred percent a physical issue. Go and check her thyroid. And so of course, you know, during this time, I'm just going downhill quickly And it got to the point where I went to school on a Friday and I never went back. Uh, My body basically collapsed. You know, I was hanging on and hanging on and fighting it, but my body collapsed and I no longer could eat or drink really anything without having a major, major reaction, ultimately resulting in me just not being able to eat or drink anything. I couldn't really move. I would, I was just, like I said, it, my body was shutting down and and I, that's what I felt. I, it was just this overwhelming feeling that I'm dying. And at the time, I didn't know how to explain it. You're just going through it. You don't know what else it is. But it was the hardest time in my life, or at least one of the hardest times in my life. It was the hardest time at that point. Let's put it that way. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't even move. It got to the point where I was in a wheelchair. I was in bed. I couldn't move. That is fast forwarding a couple months, but the results came back for my thyroid and long and behold, if I don't have Hashimoto's disease. And so they, you know, they put me on medication. They put me on Synthroid and kind of send me on my way. That should work, right? No, I take the medication and I continue to get worse. So they run more tests and they find out that I have Raynaud's disease, which is a circulatory condition uh, for me. It affects my feet. Um, it does affect my hands at times, but I like react to the cold. But again, those are like two things that aren't great, but they're not life-threatening. So why am I continuing to go downhill? And so this process goes for a few months. And I, again, it's just, I was depleting. I was, I was dying and I went I think I got down to about 90 pounds. 
um, again in a wheelchair in bed. I was in and out of the emergency room for, you know, like excruciating pain in my ribs and excruciating pain here and, you know, just obviously not being able to eat or drink anything. It was, it was horrific. And uh, it got to a point where the doctor I was seeing said, you know, we've run every test that I possibly can do, but at the rate you're going, you're not going to make it past 18. And I don't know if that was like the push that I needed or, or what, you know, this kind of like competitive side of me to prove you wrong kind of came through. And I was like, no, I, I, that's, that's not right. That's not the life God had planned for me. You know, kind of like it clicked. And I realized kind of through those moments and through that time that my newfound purpose was this story, was this journey to survive, to heal. Granted, I didn't know just how in-depth this process was going to be. At 15 years old, I really had no idea what the next near decade would entail. But I still knew that that was my purpose. And it gave me the strength to fight and to push and to mentally hold on and pray and trust. And so we found more assuring results or answers from some other doctor. And it took a long time to find that doctor. Really was knocking on death's door by the time I got to her. But through this doctor, she believed in Western medicine, but also more natural remedies. She discovered, which obviously would kind of make sense, that I was major, ma- majorly malnourished. But it wasn't just that. It was just the key into figuring out what was going on and that my body was not responding to anything. So any medications, any nutrition or food that I could get down, even if I got it down and and could keep it down, it was doing nothing to my body. My body wasn't absorbing it. It wasn't taking any of its nutrients. And so in a sense, my body was slowly dying. It was slowly killing itself because it was was starving itself um, and depleting it of, of its basic survival needs and so all my major organs were shutting down everything yeah was shutting down and so what she did is she had to restart my whole body uh, and started by wiping out everything good and bad with like heavy heavy medications and antibiotics and that was probably that was top five of closest near-death experience that I, I have ever felt um you know how they say like when like people have this um, out-of-body experience and they can see their body kind of looking down? I had one of those moments halfway through that taking those antibiotics. Because my body was so on the brink of death as it was, bringing it down and taking anything good away obviously is going to get me right to that point. And so I remember just sitting in a chair and taking it and kind of just going out of it and and looking at myself in that chair and and you know it wasn't anything crazy um I think it was just a few minutes after that I kind of snapped back out of it but that was a long journey that wasn't just a simple fix it took a lot a lot to get my body right on you know on the on the right track and I had to take a lot of medications. I had to take a lot of um, supplements. They injected me with like vitamin B, you know, just basically restarting my body and then manually giving it all it needs to function. And, you know, it it surprisingly worked pretty well. Uh, again, it took a while, but after some time, 
um, I started to kind of feel alive again. I started to be able to kind of get involved in my youth group and my church and I was able to go and do activities with the with that church and and go and live. And in that respect, I went back to school my senior year, even when my doctor said I probably wouldn't even make it to that point. I was not fully better, so I still was on a special program and I only went to school about half a day. But, you know, I went and I took some AP classes and my counselor thought I was crazy and her recommendation was you know you gotta just go for the most basic classes because you're so far behind you know I'd missed the last basically two years of high school (laughs) to to the most crucial two years at that so you know you're really far behind honestly you just got to aim for C's like you just got to aim to pass these classes and graduate and so again, that kind of prove you wrong mentality came out in me. And I was like, yeah, no, that doesn't, that, that's not going to fly. So I took a couple AP classes and went back to school. But one thing with, with all this, something that I really can't even explain to its fullest now, because I don't even understand it. But when you're out of society, when you're away, because during that time, I was completely isolated from everything and everyone other than my immediate family. I would go to my grandma's, I would go to my aunt's, and that was about it. That was my only form of communication for two years of my life, or just about two years of my life. And so going back into society, quote unquote, I had to relearn everything. I mean, things that just come naturally as to being a part of society, I had to relearn things like time management, which obviously, yeah, we still, you know, probably struggle with time management. I still struggle with time management. But like being able to walk to a class in a timely way, uh, socializing, being able to just like talk to people and, and get to know people, being able to learn. I had to kind of in a way reteach myself how to learn because my body was so uh, depleted and my brain was so depleted. They said I was probably at like a third grade comprehension level when I was at my worst. I had to reteach myself how to learn. I had to reteach myself how to write. I had to reteach myself all these things all while going to school and being at the same pace as everyone else as if nothing had happened. And that was a huge struggle, but somehow, you know, it mustered through and I was so blessed with, uh, great people during that time that really helped me out. I was blessed um, with great teachers and just honestly, just constantly blessed and guided through that time. And then uh, I graduated and I graduated with a 4.2, which was honestly just a prove you wrong to my counselor type of thing. But I, again, I graduated and I got accepted to UCLA, got, you know, full tuition and, and most of everything else covered through UCLA. And again, was never 100% healthy, but I, you know, I was, I was put on disability, um, but mustered through and was doing okay. I started commuting actually after a semester or a triad. And of course, within the first couple of weeks, I was in a pretty bad car accident and got a really bad concussion. I guess I should uh, maybe backtrack a little bit too. I know, again, my story, you know, it's, it's hard to get it all in one sitting. But during my senior year, I got hurt a lot. I became the most accident-prone human being 
I had ever seen. And so throughout that year, I had been in a really bad jet ski accident that tore up my the right side of my body. I got hit by a car in a parking lot. I broke like a few toes and fingers, just constantly hurting myself. I got another major concussion just playing like rec volleyball at a camp to the point where the doctors, when I went to the doctors, said that I was so close to having internal bleeding in my brain that if that would have happened, I would have been dead before I even made it down the mountain. Yeah, so just all this kind of craziness and it never necessarily subsided once I started feeling better. It just transitioned into more uh, accident-prone tendencies. So that leading into starting to commute at UCLA, within a couple weeks, I was in a pretty bad car accident, uh, smushed in the middle, and I got a major, major concussion and whiplash. I had tissue damage down my spine. Um, I was pretty messed up from that accident and, uh, you know, went to rehab, physical therapy, still continued to go to school, but again ironically, you know, the end-ish part of my freshman year of college, things started to change. Um, And during that time, I transferred to Pepperdine University, which for me was my dream school. Um, I really wanted to go to a Christian university. And Pepperdine was the top top of my list. And um, through, you know, God's grace, I was able to, to get accepted and transfer over. And it was fantastic for for a couple weeks and and then unfortunately my my grandma passed away during that time and I spent a lot of time before that being with her I'd drive home every chance I got any free day I got for a couple months before her passing I was out there and then and then she passed away and that was difficult because my grandma was such a huge part of of my life that 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 hit hard. And then a few months after that, I did start to just get sick. Um, it's kind of, it started out as bronchitis, like, or I guess it started out as just a cold. And then it went into bronchitis. And then it just kind of trickled into the next, what, four or five years of my life. So with some explanation there, I began to see the signs of me falling apart. I, again, ironically, it was the exact same time frame as when I was in high school. It was the beginning of my sophomore year, uh, in now in college, and I was struggling to have energy again. I was struggling to function. I mean, there were, there were things that, <laughs> frankly, are so embarrassing that my body was doing. I couldn't even explain it to people. I couldn't even describe what was going on, I was losing function function of, of some of my major organs to where I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really do a lot. I couldn't drive without issues ha- coming and I had a hard time paying attention in school. Really bad things started happening. I mean, I went to the hospital for signs of a, like a mini stroke because the whole right side of my face and body went numb as I was driving and I pulled over real quick and passed out uh, and came to a couple hours later with my mom frantically calling me on the phone, justifiably so, and me just not really able to comprehend what, what she was saying, what I was doing. And literally, by the grace of God, I somehow managed to drive home. I don't remember any of that, any of that process, but managed to drive home and obviously went to the hospital. And, you know, obviously, 
hospitals and doctors don't necessarily have all the answers. And they, they said that, yeah, probably you, you had like a mini stroke or you had something like that happen. And uh, I guess if it happens again, come back. I don't know. It's kind of bad. They didn't do anything other than give me that diagnosis. And then shortly after that, I had signs of internal bleeding. I was bleeding out of all uh, exits of my body, basically, from my ears, nose, mouth, really bad. And just crazy things like that started happening. But I fought through because Pepperdine was where I thought I was supposed to be. And I was studying, I had plans to study abroad and go on a mission trip. And I could, I did, I did all those things. I did an internship and, and just pushed myself to limits I never thought possible. And those are all stories for a different time because those are really fantastic and amazing times in my life. But it wasn't until shortly after that, that my body just gave out. I had changed doctors. I was seeing a more natural doctor and they had found, you know, all these crazy things wrong with me. I was allergic to everything. I, I was allergic to nickel and I had braces. So who knows the damage that that caused while my braces were in. I had every toxin and uh, chemical in my body. And basically, you know, I was holding on to all the bad, but not able to absorb all the good. And we kind of figured that out. But to to get that affirmation from, you know, doctors and tests and all that was like, okay, well, what do we do? And they recommended that, well, first you got to get those metal fillings out of your mouth. And I did. And unfortunately, the dentist didn't take any precautions with that. And I got mercury poisoning uh, from the fumes and from pieces getting swallowed. And I, after that, I began to experience major, major vertigo um, and actually started passing out while I was driving, which obviously made going to school a rather difficult thing to do. Um, I still try to push. I still try to finish because at this point, um, I was a junior and I was going into my like second semester of my junior year. I was like, I only have so far to go. I got to keep pushing. But unfortunately, through a lot of just unfortunate circumstances, I was forced to medically withdraw from the school. And I I 100% believe everything happens for a reason because it was shortly after that that, you know, my body just, again, gave out. And for the next, I would say, three years without going into all the crazy details of my life that maybe don't have any relevance at this point. I definitely think they will be shared and need to be shared. I went through these ups and downs with my health and it all seemed to have a pattern. I kind of realized that that there was, there definitely was a pattern there because I would get sick and worse in the winter months and better in the summer months. And, you know, during that time, obviously going to doctor after doctor and most of them not caring. Honestly, I did so many tests during this time and they all came back abnormal, like slightly abnormal, which when you add it all together, when I have everything in my body slightly off, there's something wrong, right? But because I was seeing so many different specialists, they all kind of didn't care. It was so complicated and so weird of everything I was going through that they had a expiration date with their concerns with me as a patient. And so I did just, I mean, like excruciatingly painful tests where somewhere they would poke me, my nerves with needles to see ner- my nerve response. And another, they'd put a tube up, up my nose and down into my stomach while I was awake. I mean, just these horrendous tests. And 
all really not getting anywhere, unfortunately. They all kind of had that, again, that same thought that, like, uh, maybe maybe this is in her head because that's easier to say than there's actually something wrong with this 20-something-year-old girl that doesn't look like she's sick. Um, so we're just going to say it's all in her head, right? And I, I went through this time knowing and fighting so hard to just live that that was just the most crushing news I could, I mean, I could get. I know there's so many people out there that feel the same way. It's, this isn't a unique story. I, I've heard it time and time again of people that are told the exact same thing. They're told it's in your head. Well, no, there's actually something seriously wrong with you physically. Um, and, and then you have to deal with that as a, as a, just a person, right? You don't have a choice other than to deal with it. So you're dealing with this physical pain that you can't, you have to fight that you don't understand. And then you have people that are supposed to help you saying it's no, it's all in your head and it's you. And so that took its toll on me in so many ways because I, I was at a breaking point. I, I didn't know how to fight anymore. I didn't know what to do. Um, so much of my world was kind of falling apart. I, you know, wasn't in school and just a lot of different factors relationally were going on that I was just, I was at a breaking point and I did kind of not necessarily give up, but I couldn't fight anymore. I just didn't know how to fight anymore. And so I couldn't eat anymore, couldn't drink. Energy levels were so low, sleeping and down most of the time. I was trying to keep going, trying to like work part-time jobs where I could and, you know, try to find maybe a school online I could go to. I was trying all these things, right? And nothing was working out and my health was getting worse and worse to the point where I was rushed to the hospital for signs of a heart attack at probably 20, 21 years old. And so it clicked. I was like, either way, I'm going to die. And I know that's kind of extreme. A lot of my story is extreme, but either way, I'm going to die. I got to give it all I have to fight this. And, And again, I fought it and you know, I do think it it was the grace of God and the Holy Spirit. It was it, it wasn't just me that fought. It was a different different forces at work as well. But I I started to feel better and kind of live a more normal life, so to speak. Again, kind of going back to the up and ups and downs of this part of my life, and and so that took me to quite honestly, two thousand and nineteen. Uh, that took me pro- so probably about a few years, and that's when I started doing YouTube. Basically, I went through a really bad breakup uh, with my ex-fiance. During that time, I was engaged and went through a breakup, and it really rocked my world because obviously that was that was someone I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, and it it just in a blink of an eye was was over. But I knew there was a reason for it. And I I prayed about it for a long time and knew that that person wasn't the one. I got this sense of drive to keep fighting and to fight in a different way. And truth be told, I started to get better and probably felt the best I had ever felt since I, since before I got sick. And, you know, so I kind of dropped off the YouTube because I didn't, (laughs) I, I was like, what am I going to show? I don't know. I got to got just wrapped up in the whole living thing and had a lot of major scares, a lot of major things happen, of course, right? Because when I feel better, then I'm accident prone. 
So I had a major heat stroke uh, hiking through Arizona and just a lot of crazy stuff happened during that time, which I'm sure didn't help the inevitable decline yet again of my health to almost the exact year ago today. And it was just literally, it was like a click. It was like, I was feeling great and I was working. Um, I was finishing my school online. I was almost, I was a semester away from graduating. I was, again, I was working. I was working in a very active line of work. I was coaching and working for Amazon and just doing a lot. And then literally, again, it was just like this snap of a finger and I started to feel my health decline again. And now we're thinking, you know what, it's probably just the seasons, you know, because throughout this whole process, we kind of started to see patterns and started to realize that maybe my, some of my diseases, some of the things that I had were triggered throughout the year at different parts of the year. So that's what we're thinking. And of course it's winter and winter was that trigger. So kind of try to remain hopeful and try to push as best I could. But in my head, I'm thinking, you know, come like April, May, I'm going to be feeling a lot better. But of course, right, that time comes in what's around that time, COVID. And I know COVID has hit all of us and we all have, you know, faced it in different parts of our lives. But for me, you know, I couldn't see the doctors like I needed to. It just affected different aspects of my life that made it more difficult to manage my health. But with that being said, I was still like on that mind track that, hey, I'm going to be feeling better, right? But I continued to go downhill. It seemed like every month I was just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's like I, after a while, I, you know, could go where I would only eat maybe two meals a day. I could only eat past like four o'clock. And then it's just my body started struggling to eat earlier and earlier and earlier in the day. And then I started to become like more fatigued where around that same time I was like done for the day before o'clock and I'm done. Um, and and then it, again, that started to digress too. And then the, th- the activities that I could do, the just just things that I could do just were getting more and more difficult. And all the while, you know, I'm praying and I'm praying like, what do I do? Because this is really the worst that I have ever felt. Um, I know when I first got sick, things were in a really, really bad place, but I didn't know the extent of what I had. And I guess I should explain a little bit at this point of, of what I had and what I've been diagnosed with. Um, so within this, this last year, I've been diagnosed with POTS, posteoorthostatic tachycardia syndrome, mast cell activation syndrome, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Basically, POTS is a heart condition. It really is like a blood condition of the heart and brain and the lack thereof of sufficiently flowing correctly, basically. Mast cell activation syndrome, it Basically, the mast cells aren't working correctly, and so it's causing all these triggers. It's causing basically like allergic reactions to anything and and everything um, in a given moment, and that kind of ties into the whole idea of of the seasons because mast cell activation, a trigger is is just the season change, whether it be cold to hot or hot to cold. And then Ehlers-Danlos is a hypermobility. It's basically like a lack of production of collagen. So uh, I've had a lot of, I have a lot of joint problems, a lot of muscle problems. 
I've probably dislocated almost every joint in my body, uh, big ones being my hip and my jaw, weirdly enough, my shoulder, my knees. You know, I pulled so many muscles throughout my body too. And and then I also then was recently diagnosed with costochondritis, which is basically arthritis of the sternum, which many people compare it to like sensations of a heart attack, if that gives you an idea of how painful this thing is. And then the last one would, was uh, AS, which is a bone degenerative disease. Basically, your spine is fusing together. And I have the beginning stages of that, which is causing a lot of serious back pain, um, a lot that really can't be worked out too much because of that process. So that kind of gives you an idea of, of all that I'm going with throughout this year. And again, still trying to figure it out, still trying to remain hopeful, all the while still going downhill. And so as I've been praying and kind of searching and figuring out why it's happening, I got a few answers and none of them were necessarily what I was hoping for. The first was be patient. Seriously, every time I would pray, there would be a little meme or a something like on social media that would say that they would literally say be patient um, or it'd be a scripture that said something like that uh, and then I knew there was also I had to get rid of toxic people in my life that that were preventing me from truly healing and you know my goal was to heal it wasn't just to manage the symptoms I knew that this time I was going to heal permanently. And, and so it had to be big. It, there has to be a lot in place in order for me to heal. I've been through this process way too many times to go back again. And so as the as the months have gone on um, and, and keep praying and praying, I, I just got worse. I just continue to get worse. And, you know, this podcast kept popping in my head and that gave me motivation as like something to keep me accountable to maybe, you know, be that, that, that drive to push again. But there's always obstacles in my way. And, and then again, I just kept feeling so bad that I couldn't even move. Like I was seriously at the end of my rope, just really, if I'm being honest, just a few weeks ago. And I kept praying and seeking and, um, and that leads me uh, to this point in my story. This part of my story it deserves its own segment. And that is something I am excited to share next week. That is a whole new chapter of my life. But, but I had to go through all of this process first. I had to go through my story up until this point to get to this next chapter. And so I know there's so much of my story. And even just thinking about it now, there's so many aspects that I haven't even been able to touch on. And I definitely will touch on those in their appropriate time. But just to give you an overall idea of everything that I've been diagnosed with and, and really the severity of my health uh, at this point in my life, I have officially been diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease, Raynaud's, celiacs, POTS, EDS, mast cell, I've been diagnosed with scoliosis and kyphosis, random things such as chronic migraine and chronic strep throat and ear infections. Uh, I didn't even touch on the fact that I was diagnosed with Lyme disease when I was younger and the possible imp implications that that has had in my health as well over the years. I've been diagnosed now with AS and costochondritis 
every single one of my organs has been severely affected in one way or another. Severely, severely deficient in all vitamins and minerals, unable to really process anything good in my system. I've experienced severe pain to the point where I had a major infection uh, recently and we had a, like a 101 degree temperature. And because I was feeling so bad all the time, I didn't even realize I had that high of a fever because the pain that I've been experiencing daily is, a, is even worse than the pains of having such a severe fever. The costochondritis and the AS are all just little examples of of the excruciating pain that I go through on a daily basis. And I say all this not to be a downer, not to be negative, but to give an example of where I am now and where I was in order to really see the change that is yet to come. And so I thank you for listening to this part of my story, for being on this journey with me as it is just evolving and just starting. And all I can say is I am so excited, I am so ready to close that chapter and finally begin, finally begin this next journey of beginning to live.